I'll be the first to to cut myself down musically, like just to put myself in check. And I exactly. think like that's something that I do I do well because I I know that I'm never going to be the best, so it's always just like taking it, you know, for what it is. Like I'm honestly not scared of losing. Like I I honestly I will I will put myself in situations where I know that I'm going to lose just for the outcome of what I'm going to do after. Like. I'm that type of person where I will, I will, I've literally gotten in the worst relationships ever knowing that it was going to be terrible ending. And then it happens and I'm like, wow. So this is what I was supposed to feel like that. You know, I, does that make sense? Like I just, I mean, bro, that is the most poetic Lenny Kravitz shit (laughs) I've ever heard in my fucking life. It's just interesting, man, being able to pull from different people and you know, everybody who's doing something creative is doing the same thing that you're doing. They're stressing about it. They're trying to put some new content out. They're scared who's going to react. So it's just like when I think the best thing you could do is actually sample somebody who's not well-known or not from your culture or anything like that. So people can open up that window of like, hey, man, like I can do, I this, can do too, this too, or, or this is new, new, or I turn, I turn something, something different. different. You know what I mean? Yeah. I remember, uh, I forget where you were. You were, I think it was, you were opening for Haas, I think you were. Yes, yeah. And you were, I mean, like, you were swagging out on the base. Like, I'm just saying, like, (laughs) I'm talking about leather jackets, sweaty. Just, I mean, (laughs) going after it. And I'm like, and I'm sitting there like, and and, in a music type way, I'm like, I can't keep my eyes off this dude. Like, like, (laughs) like he's, he's, he's not carrying the show, but he's, he's doing what he's doing. Like, this guy, he's a performer. And I'm all yeah, about man. performance, man. That's why Prince, like, Prince oh, is one of my man. favorites of all time. And he's a performer. He's just a guy who's up there. He doesn't command the show, but you're going to look. You're going to see what he's doing. And yeah, I was like, sure. And then my favorite thing, so my thing is, like, I played the guitar. I played, you know, uh, piano. But piano was my you first. Rip it. Yeah. <laughs> and, but I wish I could do what I do on piano on the bass like you do. And I'm just oh, like, man. oh, my God. Like, if I could do that, bro, I would quit. I would just do that. <laughs> That's all I would do all the time. I would just walk into random places and just start playing the bass. Dude, like, it's funny. I'd walk like, into a random Denny's just like, <laughs> like I wouldn't give a shit. That's funny because I like I think the same way about piano. Like I wish I was able to play piano so bad. Really? What is it about it? Because I can immediately tell you what it is about the bass. Okay. Uh, piano, I think like the versatility, like um, – Man, I, I guess I wasn't prepared for that. I don't know. No, like, I mean, no, honestly, the versatility, because that's what I always hear. I hear, like, because whenever you go into MIDI's and you go into these mm-hmm. these, these right, uh, right. recording programs, you can MIDI anything. They make this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can. I mean, there's a, a acoustic guitar that I promise you, if I played it on the actual keyboard, you wouldn't even notice that it was an acoustic. But I hate that. I am a, I'm a minimalist at heart. And I guess I would say I'm an originalist, too. So when it comes down to, I feel like you should be playing whatever instrument you're telling people you're playing. You know what I mean? So if it's a yeah. bass, you need to be playing the bass. Like that's, I want to see you play the bass. You know what I mean? That's why Prince was so, it, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, and when I seen you playing the bass, it, like you, you see somebody play the bass and they're on time and they're with a band. So you know that they practice. 
But mm-hmm. as you as you and your brothers, and I see a lot of bass players who fool themselves. They think they're like the greatest thing in the world. And it was just good to see a good bass player just be in a band, just be good. You know what I mean? It was weird. It's hard I, to I, explain. Like, but it's it's like when you see a pocket drummer. I guess that's the best way I can explain it. Right, right, right. Like yeah, I, don't, I, th- I don't need to see all the flashy. You know what I'm saying? I think that ruins it. Honestly, like the the purpose of the bass is to be like the breath of the band. So, you know, obviously, you know, nobody wants to hear like just bass solo after bass solo when there is an actual melody being played, and you know, the focus is meant to be elsewhere like i i mean i love i love the bass more than anything i started out playing guitar so that's you know i would i love playing both but so so think, that was my one of my questions did you start playing the bass or you started playing something else i started playing guitar when i was like eight and i got lessons i got lessons with a bunch of people from my church and at that time i was playing with like I was playing with this this guy who was basically teaching me a bunch of like traditional Mexican folk songs. And so, I, so I, before you so before you go on with that, give your mm-hmm. like kind of background. Like, obviously, this is Christian Labra, one of the dopest yeah. basses, one of my favorite bands. Okay, so Damn. your background. You. Oh, dude, you you know I love you guys. Honestly, like my musical appreciation came after I like loved you guys. Like your dad came up to me one day and was just like. Oh, hey, man. Like, and I was like, you're the nicest guy of all time. So I love them <laughs> even more. And then I was like, oh, they're dope musicians. Like, you know, you're a dope musician when I want to climb on stage with you. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, they do have a keyboard up there. Yeah. So Christian Labber, you're from where? You're how old? Uh, you can give that whatever you want. Yeah, I'm uh, from Youngstown. I'm 25. Um, uh yeah it's about about it <laughs> so, um i started playing guitar when i was younger like when i was like eight years old i got some lessons um and learned like the traditional like standards for like mexican folk music and like traditional mexican songs and like wow. so i was learning like uh like circulo de sol which is basically just like i mean it's like a classic a classic just classic songs, like easy chord progressions. And that's, that's where I learned. But I actually, I actually didn't enjoy it. I I did not like guitar. Like I, it wasn't something that I, that I played and I was like, Oh, I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. Like, yeah, I don't see you. I don't, I do not see you as a, like Adrian, like I love all you guys equally. Like, and for anybody who doesn't know, Adrian, David, uh, Christian, they're all a band together, Mexican. Well, you guys are Mexican and what else? Um, so my mom is, uh, like 50% Slovenian, like her, my great grandma is like straight off the boat from Slovenia. Okay. And then, um, my grandpa is, he's actually not sure of what his origin is, but I think, I think he's English and German. So there's like a, definitely like a, a, a variety. Yeah. But you're, you're, you're Mexican. Mm -hmm. I guess I would say like the energy, like I feel that a lot when I'm around you guys. Like, thanks. It doesn't feel like it feels. It feels like what you feel like Mexico would feel like, and I say that to say like there's just this wholesome, like, like we're not here to make noise. We're just here to just you know to have some fun. Like I, that's how yeah. I feel every time I'm around every one of you. But you guys are brothers, and and yeah. you're all very talented. Um, Thank you. But your Adrian kind of seems like the 
for what I understand in my head, Mexican folk to be, um, you, he seems, I mean, he has that down. Like he's like the, he's like the Neil Young of Mexico. Like, <laughs> 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 like, like, yeah, like he's, he's amazing at that thing, but you, sir, you, you were like the outlier in the, in the group. Like that's what I would say. Like, well, I think it was like something where I was just so young and I, I've always been sort of like rebellious, I guess. And like, I I don't do well with authority. So like, I think that was sort of the thing. It was like, I, I did not want to be told what to do. And it was my dad, you know, I mean, he kind of put the guitar in our hands to just, just to like pick it up. Cause my, just to go back a little bit, my, my grandpa was a touring musician in Mexico with his brother. So, I mean, my grandpa was like, was just an all around, like iconic guy. He was just super good looking. Like he was successful. He was traveling. He was a traveling engineer. Like really? Wow. And he had this, he had this really good folk band with his brother who played violin and they would play Mexican folk songs and, and his friends. So they would do that. And he was just a showman. Like he was just, from what I understand, I've ne- I mean, I, I have seen him, I've seen him actually sing even, he just passed away last year, but even in his older years, you would play a song and he would sing along with such gusto and passion. It was like, it was just magnifying. You could see how much, how much he was feeling the music and, and like, honestly, honestly, man, like the way you describe your grandfather is kind of like, I think the first time I saw you play the bass, I'm just like, I'm like, he's not going after it. I've seen bass players go after it, bro. It's just like, bro, do you have to, you're hitting chords. Oh, oh, you're yeah. playing the bass and you're hitting chords. Like that's so unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 Christian, is there anything more unnecessary than a bass player hitting chords? I mean, I will say some of my favorite bassists like Thundercat play. Chorus. I love Thundercat. Like I love Thundercat, but I'm talking about. I mean, in a band. Thund- yeah, in a band. Yeah, I I, I definitely understand. Like my fate, I would say my favorite bassist in the somebody that I grew up with is Flea because Flea Flea is Flea has that groove, man. He he just has the he has that instinct and that showmanship, like. That's what I thought what even at like a very young age, like I looked up to him and that's he I learned all of his songs, like all of Red Hot Chili Pepper songs I grew up playing. This podcast is meant to happen because I've been on a Rick Rubin trip like you would Dude. not believe. I mean, no, literally blood, like blood, Rick, blood Rick, Sugar Sex Magic is. Oh, genius. no, I my mean, favorite my favorite CD right now is Californication, bro. That Californication is great. Oh, it's great. I'm, Flea, but Flea is the pocket of that whole group, and it's so interesting to see a a because normally if you have like a funk man, like what you guys can you guys can get funky, you guys can get jazzy, but your pocket tends to be the drummer. Yeah, yeah. The pocket on the I mean Chad Smith is a fantastic drummer, but the oh, yeah. pocket in that group is Flea, a hundred percent. Like he, he carries, is. The, he carries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was I was listening to this Rick Rubin podcast with uh. Uh, the guy from Earth, Wind, and Fire with the long hair burning. Rick Rubin goes, Flea wrote you a letter, and he wanted me to tell you about it. He's like talking about just how everything that he looks up to in terms of bass playing was off of you know him, and and once you hear them at the same time, the pocket and the, the different things they do, like you kind of said, you didn't want you wanted to be a rebel. You didn't want to go with. I mean, that's obviously Flea. That's obviously Earth, Wind, and Fire. But there's two bases who have a pocket that is 
It's not the drummer. You do not you do not notice the drummer when you listen to either one of those bands. Mm-hmm. And the pocket with those bassists is just ridiculous. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, the, it, the, like uh, your your song with it was it for real? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's probably that's probably the one I'm just like that's that's Christian song, bro. <laughs> That's, that's that's my song right there bro that was like the first song where i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna completely just overplay and and write something that is like carries the song which that, yeah so it makes a hundred percent sense the way i'm seeing it like yeah, yeah. I, i've always i've always thought the bass was the, the coolest instrument and i've i've always just been drawn to it but it's funny i like i I used to play with Adrian. Adrian used to be, um, he used to play at these Mexican restaurants and he would play like a variety of stuff. Like he would play anything from like, from like Mexican polkas to like stairway to heaven. Like he would play everything. And Adrian is super talented. Super. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, he's a, he, I've always looked up to him even at a really young age, but him, his playing and, you know, and I, I give him a lot, uh, a lot of you know credit for like you know even like my my interest in music because he kind of just like he was like a big a big influence and would take me everywhere he would be like yo come play with me like just yeah do like and i i think that i like back in that it was like really special because how many guys you know want to carry along their little brother who especially is like four years younger like a good a good big like he's always been like a good big brother Oh yeah, like oh, I, I mean, ever since I've known you guys, I feel like I'm in the family. Ever since your dad came up to me that one night, he was like, "Oh yeah, I know you." I'm just like, "Oh man, that's dope." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I'm excited. He's excited to see me. I'm just like, "No, I'm here for these guys." Like you know, I'm here for them. He's like, "No, no, I know you. I know you." And I was just like, I felt like I was part of the family. <laughs> that's it. You, know, you I think are, that's, man. And I think I mean, I, you know, being black and you being half Mexican, I think that is part of the culture of. I just know any time, like I've been to a thousand Italian family functions mm-hmm. and it, it just the hospitality you get when you walk into either Italian, Mexican, black, Oh honey, eat what you want. I just kind of had that feeling. You know what I mean? It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah absolutely, yeah. man. Yeah. I think that's the only way to be. I, really. I, be- I believe that too. And I think that's where music, if you're really doing it the right way, I, I've seen a lot of people who are musical. Uh, you know, I, my background I was, was obviously church. So I was, yeah, I was playing. Oh, dude, I could tell. I you didn't even have to say anything. I, yeah. I I could tell just by the way you play. It's it's crazy, man. I envy it so much. I want you to know that, dude. You but you have to understand. Like there was a so my grandfather was a pastor. And, okay, and my grandmother was a national like evangelist. So I would have to play. I never went on road to play with her, but I would play, and she had all these critiques for me. But it was more like it was more like grandmaish. Like she didn't have any words to say it. She just knew, mm-hmm. like, that yeah. ain't it. That ain't it, kid. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that, you need that. You need that. That humbles you, right? Oh, dude. Is there anything more humbling than being, like, told, no, sir, that is not That is not what it is. <laughs> and I love, I love that feeling, too, though, because you can have that feeling, and then somebody can also give you that face, like the, the Mr. Yup face, like, oh, this guy's killing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a contrast in a world that only we live in. Mm-hmm. But but mm-hmm. I, that, I learned in church, so I was playing in front of three hundred people and didn't know what I was doing. To be honest with Dude, you, that is that is so crazy. Yeah, man. I that's that's how I started too. And I uh, like getting back to 
getting back to like how like you know the music stuff started i actually i didn't like playing guitar at first and then i remember like distinctly like i woke up one day it was it was on like a sunday and i was like hey i want to play guitar at church like i'm gonna i'm just gonna bring my guitar that it's been sitting there for like i never played the thing i was like i really want a guitar so i there was a you know church band it was a very small we actually played at uh, St. Brendan's in Youngstown on the west side, and it was a very small Spanish mass. So we'd have like 20, 30 people at like a service. So there would be a leader of the group, and there would be a couple a couple guys playing guitars, like, you know, whoever showed up would play. So I, I just brought my guitar, and I, I kind of like relearned the guitar watching the like this guy play with his hands, and I would kind of just follow along. And, you know, I, that's how I picked it up again. And, and wow. ever since then, like, that's, it's crazy that you said that. Cause that just immediately brought me back. Like that's well, exactly. You, well, you, you know what I love about church musicians? It becomes more of a community of, you know how you can, okay. So let's say if you have a paid gig, like I DJ, obviously we know each other from that really. You know, mm-hmm. I was a DJ, you guys were in a band, but if you're a band, you guys play St. Patrick's Day, you get a stipend, whatever you get a fee or yeah. you don't get paid at all, whatever it is. But no other musicians are coming on stage with you. It's just, it's your time. Right. In church, like you said, it's, it's, it's everybody. If you know how to play, come on up here. Let's, let's do it all yeah. together. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And, and, and sometimes it becomes the glory in which like, because church is a community, you know what I'm saying? These people at the bar, I may never see again. Right. That's, that's always fascinated me, man. Cause like just playing gospel, I feel like, it's a certain, it's a certain, like, it's not even music at that point. It's just straight up feeling like it's straight up, like an extension of who you are. Like, and I know, I know just from jam night and stuff. I know, I know a few gospel musicians, obviously you like the way that you play. I'm like, Holy shit. Like I, it's crazy, man. It's, it's, it's inspiring. Cause every time I see it, I'm like, this is awesome. Like, this is, this is the reason why I love music. Like, and just, that's uh, and that's why we, we I want to make a record with you because like you're you've I've never had training I've never had a lesson anything like that so everything I've ever learned has just been me learning same to me yeah and you have like whenever I listen to a bass player and a, and a drummer I'm listening to pocket mostly like how like because I was listening to a podcast and oh the Earth Wind and Fire podcast and he said he's like people always thought we had a click track or a metronome he's like we never had one. We just, the pocket was so crazy. Jeez, they didn't man. need a metronome. That doesn't make sense to me. I need something. That doesn't make sense. No, no. It's I, hard I, to keep I that timing. Like, so, and, and you had, like, you have that. Cause I, I honestly, I, I ain't gonna lie to you, bro. I went back and studied you. Cause who am I to talk to you? <laughs> and I was like, you, you know, you have that live version of for real. And you hit that, you know what I'm saying? You let the, you, about 16 bars, you let the, the slow part ride out. And then you come in with the, the, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, yeah. And I was like, I want to see if he hits this the same as he does in the in the live version as he does in the actual recorded version, studio version. And I wasn't expecting it to be perfect, but you're a bass player. I mean, you get it. Like mm-hmm. I could tell you know what the you know what you're doing. I I try, man. I mean, I, you do more than try. <laughs> you do better than just try, brother. I mean, I I know like. I know 10 bases that are better. I, and, and that's the thing. Like I, I don't see myself as like an insane, an insane player. I just love, I genuinely love it. And like, I, it's, 
it's I couldn't imagine not doing it. You know, when I met you guys, I was like, "Who's the, who's the basis?" And then me and you were like, "Oh shit, we like something about each other." And then y'all <laughs> invited me to that. I, so on my wall, I have your flyer for the uh, for the four twenty show. Yeah, yeah. Like it hang it. So it, it's in like oh, a frame. I, I do. Uh, I, I send you a picture. I, I swear, I send you a picture. I send you a picture right now. It hangs That's on my crazy. wall next to my Thriller's 25th anniversary and my limited series Purple Rain uh, vinyls. Oh man, you know me. That is wow, bro. I'm gonna send you. I'm gonna send you this right now because music is about a feel, man. I don't think it's about mm-hmm. like what anybody can do. Like if you practice hard enough. You can do whatever you want to do. It's it's more about a, a feel. I I one hundred percent agree. And like there are there are bases that I I absolutely love because they're players, and then there are bases that I absolutely love for being just a just in the groove, like groove players, groove players, and player players. You know. So 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 explain that. What do, what do you, so let's start with groove players. Like who do you consider a groove player, or what do you consider? being in the groove so pino paladino like yes, yes. flea i would say um john paul jones mm-hmm. uh, you know just off the top of my head like those are guys that i have looked up to since i was little that are just straight groove man like just the epitome of of being in it <laughs> you know and then like player players like victor wooten jacko no, Jacko, Jesus Christ! I mean, that's like he's—he is the player, player. Like, you know, just it's insanely good at playing his instrument, and you know, both are, both are, you know, equally as impressive to me, you know. And and there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, gospel basses, like oh, I bet that I love, but they're all so over the top, man. Like whenever, like. We can have a whole episode about Maurice Fitzgerald. Yeah, yeah. The, the dude, mm-hmm. he's ridiculous. And, shreds, man. And, and, oh, so you know, who, you know who he is. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I just think, like you said, like that pocket quality, I think it's, it's humbling. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I, what I have learned is I used to be in love with like just people who would just thump you all over the place. But then mm-hmm. the better people, the people who I've seen who were good at bass, who kept a pocket and kept it well, they became more impressive way faster. Yeah, just pocket players, man. It's it's that that inspires me. That inspires me. So, when you guys are making albums, and this is one thing that I was this probably not wasn't given to you in terms of topics. When you guys are making albums and you guys are sitting back like thinking, okay, it's four people or maybe even more than that. I mean, you guys play with a lot of people, but there's a lot of people who have an opinion on what needs to be done and what they need to hear as well, because music is very selfish at times too. Mm -hmm. People want to, like, nobody wants to be in a band and not get their proverbial jollies off too. So how do you guys all get what you want incorporated in a song. Like it, it always seems to work out. Like I have my favorite songs. I'm going to save that for the end, 
like, <laughs> I never, I never thought there'd be a local group. I'd be like, I got my favorite songs, bro. I hope they play this song. <laughs> like, I would literally walk up on y'all, and be like, y'all better play this shit. <laughs> Dang, but, dude, I'm, I'm, that makes me happy. Oh, dude, I mean, it, but it, it's, it's, it shouldn't make you happy. You should, it should honestly be expected. But how do you guys all get together and say like, okay, this is what we're gonna do? Like, how do you create? Because me being a producer, it, it's only one person. And it, sometimes it, it becomes rough. Yeah. Um, so our process is sort of very, very um, unselfish. Like we are, we bounce ideas off. Like it's, it's so encouraged when we're, when we're in the studio to be like, you know, Hey, I have this idea, you know, let's roll with it. And then like, Hey, do you have any idea for this part? It's always, it's very, uh, it's very team based, which I think is really cool. Um, uh, I've actually never had experience with any other band, really like a full band to where I could say like, you know, this, you know, the keyboard player is being, you know, a prick. Cause he's just like, he's sticking to his idea and he's not, you know, given like, I've never had that experience. So I, I, I can't attest to that in our, you know, in our setting, it's, it's really like, one of us will have an idea and we'll just try to build off of it. We, we have incorporated this thing. It's where it's called a yes. And, and basically a yes. And it's so like, that's, a, that's, that's some real psychology type stuff right there, bro. <laughs> like, that's some, that's psychology. If I ever heard like, <laughs> well, it, 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 it wasn't a thing until, until like a couple months ago, we actually, we kind of wanted to get better at our stage presence. So we've, we've had some people try to help us out in terms of like, you know, just, I mean, it hasn't been a major thing, but it's been, it's helped us a lot where it's been like, all right, it's just some things to, to take away and kind of like keep in the back of your head whenever we're on stage. Right. So like certain do's and don'ts, that's really all that we're, that, you know, we're trying to, to do to get better. And one thing that, that we learned was it's called a yes. And so basically instead of, cutting an idea down it's saying okay i i hear your idea and this is what i'm going to do to build off of it and then it's you know pretty soon it turns into something completely different because everybody's yes anding and they're you know contributing to what they have and i think that's you know that there's a lot of uh it's like it's like the the better yeah but you know yeah but always sounds horrible Mm -hmm, exactly yeah but sounds like I always I tell everybody who ever gets into an argument with me. So I have a minor in philosophy, and it means oh, nothing. Okay. It means nothing at That's all. Cool, I, don't, I don't put it in resumes. It's just you can't argue with me because I had to take a bunch of logic classes. Uh huh. And I just know <laughs> if you negate everything you said before the next statement you make, I'm not listening to anything you said before that. Right. Right. So right. yes, and so yes, and and incorporates. You know, it connects two sentences together and says. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I agree. But, and you know what? In music, when they say music is a universal language. Yeah. In language is just communication. How do we communicate with each other? But when I say it's universal, I mean to say that I can communicate from anywhere to anybody with anything with mm-hmm. this language. And some yeah. of us have, you know what blew my mind, Christian? Is like, I thought everybody could be musical. I thought everybody could be, like, I had this ideology that everybody could make music. Mm-hmm. And then when you see how far and few between it is, even though it's, I mean, Hollywood makes you think that everybody can do it. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. 
Yeah. But when you see how far and few between it is, it's like, oh, maybe it is a gift. Maybe there is a reason why these people get paid $25 million to do something we think is stupid because nobody can really do it. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's literally about that, yeah. speaking a language to everybody. You know, there's people, right. there's people in the Congo who love Lady Gaga. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, and whatever you, you say you get in with your brothers and it's just an automatic communication. Oh, that is just so rare, man. It's like some Jackson five shit. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm super grateful. Cause uh, like I, I'll never have an idea that I feel like isn't good enough to bring to the group. You know, I, I always have ideas that I feel like yeah. aren't good enough for the group because it's very individualized. Like my instrumentalism has always been individualized. It's always been me by myself trying to prove myself in a situation or, and it sucks to have to, to do that. But I love it though, because dude, like I'll learn an instrument in like six months just because I need to prove myself. Mm-hmm. That's man. That's powerful. <laughs> it's, I mean, but it, it's, it's crazy though. Like I don't ever want it to be anyway. You know, but it's one instrument I cannot ever understand the concept of is the drums because my left hand wants to do what my left foot is doing. It's never going to stop. And if they're they're friends, bro, who am I to break them up? (laughs) Right. (laughs) And my right hand wants to do whatever my right foot is doing. (laughs) Yeah, I I have a really hard time with that, too. Like, that's another instrument that I really wish I would have played. Actually, when we were starting out, Adrian was like, dude, you should learn how to play the drums. And I was like, oh, man, that would be cool. And then I never picked it up, and I regret it. Because that, to me, is one of the coolest instruments and one of the the most sought-after talents, I think, in music. I, what, what every kid when they're uh like their first or second christmas gets a drum set i haven't met a kid who's like hey what was your first well mom get me a bike and a drum set like <laughs> <laughs> like, right. like what else did you get i, I got a you know i got uh, pokemon toys and a drum set like every kid gets a drum set <laughs> it's the coolest man it's cool you know so you know what else is cool bro so so i walk into west side ball for the first time for yeah, the first time they put a wrist wristband on me and my girl. We walk in, and I mm-hmm. go into a bowling alley in which you guys are like. First of all, I've never been to Westside Bowl. Shout out to that place, dude. I love Westside oh, Bowl. That is a hidden gem. I don't know if how hidden it is. I'm from Pittsburgh. I don't yeah. know how hidden it is, but it should be explored for sure. Man, somebody, somebody, come Christopher Columbus to shit <laughs> out of this motherfucker. But no, I walk. So I walk in. And the sound, the sound is nuts. Like the sound is crazy, oh, amazing. It's top tier, man. Like I just heard the uh, joint that the Vindies recorded in there, mm-hmm. and yeah, I mean it wasn't fantastic, but it was like wow. I mean to get this, that place is huge. It's huge, yeah. How are you capturing sound in a place that huge? I mean, I uh, it's rare to have a venue that has that great of sound. I think, exactly. especially a, lo- a local place like. It's it's such a it's such a, a it's a venue a treat. Yeah, yeah, no, it, yeah, it is, a venue. it is a venue, venue. Yeah. So so you guys asked me to do your your uh, album release, and you have no clue. Like like I'm looking at the flyer right now, and my name is real small in the corner. <laughs> 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 no, <laughs> but I was so happy to I was so happy to be there, and it was just, I mean it was so dope, man. I broke my phone that night too. <laughs> did you really i shattered just like i came up to videotape you doing the uh 
for real, like little bass. Cause that's that's like, I, I just like the bass, I like the groove. And uh-huh. I was I was hammered and I just flung my phone in the air. <laughs> I wasn't being a fanboy or nothing. I just flung my phone in the air <laughs> on some drunk shit. And it yeah. fell and it fell like face first. And I was like, ah, oh, you knew, I knew, oh dude, I knew it was done. I knew it was over. I think I think Billy Hart was standing next to me and was like, hey man, your phone's broke. I was like, I know. Oh, <laughs> Thank I, you. I fucking know, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> but no, that was a dope ass night, man, because that 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 and the Christmas party. The Christmas party was pretty dope. Oh, Christmas party was sweet. Oh, everybody loved you, by the way. I, I've told you this before. Everybody, like in the group. Like for everybody listening, I'm I'm also part of uh, the neighborhood LLC, and we basically just put events on in Youngstown to try to connect the younger, the younger community. Because like, I I honestly growing up like there was nothing really to do for younger people, and I think yeah. that's that's why a lot of people move out. But our our mission was to kind of just connect the arts and connect music for the younger generation. Holy so. shit! I never fucking knew that. Yeah. What? Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's what bro, we, that's I didn't know that's what that was. Yeah, no, that's that's what we do. It's I mean the whole the whole purpose of of that was to to just connect like the Youngstown, Cleveland, Pittsburgh scene and try to just do cool stuff like I mean, we have the block party every year which kind of bummed out we didn't you know, didn't do this year obviously for from COVID, but I mean, that is like our it's kind of our feature event where we just have a bunch of artists you know, musicians, rappers, pretty much everything. But um, getting back to while we're talking about it, I, I mean, everybody loved you at the uh, at the uh, at the Christmas party. It was crazy. It was crazy. Everybody had a great time, bro. I, I you know what? Like, I did. So when I DJed, it was honestly for extra money. Like, I'm not gonna lie. Oh, I mean, I, yeah. a lot of musicianship kind of comes that way. I, uh-huh. I feel for me it has like a lot of love for it oh, yeah, practicing, but the reason why you go do it is either for you know fame or glory or money. Dude, we gotta eat, yeah, for sure. Yeah, we're all a bunch of narcissistic assholes, but we love. We yeah. will never disrespect this one thing. So I'm DJing, and everybody's like, "Bro, like you're really good at this." I'm like, uh, "I guess whatever you whatever you say, as long as you <laughs> think I'm good, I get paid. I don't care." And honestly, bro, that was the first four years of me doing it. It, really, God, bro! I I promise you, not it was me saying. Everybody been like, "Oh man, you're fucking amazing." I'm like, "Dope, man!" Like <laughs> I, that means you're Dude, gonna, you, that means you you're gonna tell me. somebody I'm good, and then that means I'm gonna get booked again. That's that's how I kind of it's like being an actor. Yeah, kind of because I'm a musician. <laughs> I'm a musician. Like I play, uh-huh. I play boards, and I like I I struggled trying to learn how to Stevie Wonder was playing. DJing, sir, this is, I, I don't mean to disrespect like what Tiesto does, but it's very like, if you can walk, you can run kind of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Not course. everybody, not everybody can play the guitar. Not everybody can play the, it's just not everybody thing. Anybody can DJ. I promise you that. <laughs> if they just yeah. put the time in and they, I mean, you have to have a rhythm and skill, but anybody can practice it long enough. It's just how long is it going to take you to get there? And that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like learning or knowing the keyboard and piano helps with that, too. Oh, dude, that was the biggest. That was the way I segued straight into DJing because it was I just knew all the other stuff like beat matching. You call it beat matching. Yeah, I, right. I do it in my head. 
It, 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 yeah, exactly. Every song sure. I hear, sure. I try to figure out what key it's in, like yeah. on a radio, like, by uh-huh. myself. What is the beats per minute? I do that all the time. <laughs> so you, you have yeah. a machine that tells me I'm getting yeah. drunk and I'm about to play music. <laughs> yeah. That's how I felt, and that's honestly how it happened. It was just like so second nature to me. That's so cool. Like one of the best compliments, because here's the thing: every every the podcast I've had for like the last four times, Dan Martini has somehow gotten shouted out. <laughs> and I feel Love like that dude. But <laughs> I gotta shout you out because I want to keep with the motif. <laughs> so at the end of the day, Dan Martini, one thing he fucking told me, <laughs> he was like, no, somebody had asked him, like, oh, you mean Dallas the DJ? And he was like, you know, Dallas is a musician first. And I was like, I did like the Tiger Woods fist pump. Like, yeah. Because <laughs> that's, I mean, honestly, that's what it is. I, I respect yeah. DJs, but the way I came into it, it was just like, okay, this is what musicians do in their off time. Honestly. I, I mean, I would imagine, I don't DJ. I I have never tried, but I, I would imagine that having a general knowledge of rhythm and beat and just overall musicality would be, it would make it 10 times easier. Now, now what gets hard about it, which I will, what I did have to work on is like, what do these motherfuckers want? Like, what do they want? Oh yeah. Like, yeah. cause you know, like, you know, like me, we just talked about the red hot chili peppers and I could talk to you about Steely Dan. Like you got two hours. Oh, my God. oh dude. Asia. 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 Hey, here real quick. Fun fact. You know who, uh, made the, uh, Album cover of Asia? No. Uh, Phil Hartman. Who's that? You don't know who Phil Hartman is? You never watched fucking... You're too, you're too young. Uh, you ever watched... <laughs> dude, Phil Hartman, bro. You have you don't know who Phil Hartman is? Let me, let me, all right, let me look him up real quick. Look him up. So Phil Hartman was... Oh, like, I don't even... I can't even remember, like, movies he was in but yeah most people who are listening to this are going to know who phil hartman is like oh that's awesome <laughs> saturday night live well, yes was, he's was mostly saturday night, night live but he he died tragically like his wife killed him or some, something crazy happened he was I'm on saturday night live with like yeah. chris farley like around those times yeah so anyways okay. yeah he did that album cover but i could talk to you about so you, I just can't go. I knew what being a DJ was whenever I was like, oh, you can't go play your favorite song. Okay, all right. So I got to play with these motherfuckers. Okay, so what do these motherfuckers want to hear? I will say in the in the set, you played a couple like country tunes and people went nuts. And it's that's not my thing at all. So here's and- my thing. I grew up. So what most people don't know is that Rhythm and Blues country well uh rock and roll was all in country were all developed off of one thing so it all becomes the same thing at the end so whenever you take a cake i don't care how you make that cake it all originates from like flour like it's all flour and butter and so the main ingredients to country were the things that i did so country was just gospel which i grew up on my whole life i mean i wasn't allowed to my household i wasn't allowed to listen to anything else but that's stuff that like when you when you did that like you you hit a whole a whole audience that 
was having a good time, but like it didn't hit home. And like, I don't know. I just thought it was dope because it was like out of the blue and I'm sitting here. I'm like, what? And then people are going crazy, man. Yeah, I think that's what the out of the blue thing. People think that it's out of the blue and it's not out of the blue for me. It just it all makes sense once you hear it. Mm -hmm. And I can see why if I play like Travis Strait, people are like, what in the hell is happening? (laughs) Yeah. But but it all comes back to Mahalia Jackson, or it all comes back to the Earth, Wind, and Fire to me because it's all the same thing if you really look at it. In through my perception, you know what I mean? For sure, for sure, yeah. But as no. a listener, it, as a listener, it was out of left field because I mean, obviously, you're playing like hip hop and rap, and and you know, and, and I, that. you know, that's one of my favorite things to do. Like, how do you I think that? Yeah, that's how do you sick. knock somebody's head off with music? It's just like oh play uh system of a down randomly and mix that <laughs> shit in dude you get me on the aux cord and that is my one, <laughs> that, is, that is my one goal like anytime that i have the aux it's just i go i go through my liked songs for the, and gu- it's just go for all, the gusto dude i go for for literally shock value and i'll go for <laughs> it's all like because i i love it all i seriously love it all like i i grew up listening to mariachi music and i i love I love rap and I love hip hop and I love like death metal. Like I just, I, I have such a love for a lot of genres that I will go from just complete one eighties. Like, and you either like it or like, you're going to like the fact that I like it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you're either going to like it or I tell you, you like it. Pick one. Cause I'm having a good time either way. So, so take me back to your childhood, right? So, like, mm-hmm. one of the interesting questions I hear all the time is, so, like, you, you meet an interesting, like, uh, artist, and you're like, you know, like, what were your, what were your parents listening to? Like, what was in the, in the house, like, around uh, you? Like, when you're running through the house, you and your brother's playing, like, what do you remember hearing? Man, okay, I, I, I will, I'll tell you this one specific story, because it, it kind of just... I would say I, t- I tell people this all the time and kind of shape the way that I listen to music and like music is all right, I'm eight years old. It's me, David, Adrian, and I think Victor, Victor had just been born. Victor's a little baby. Antonio, my ba- my youngest brother hasn't been born yet. So we're all in a car driving down to Mexico to visit my grandparents and it's we're driving we're driving the whole way. So it's a three day trip. And my dad, I remember, pulls <laughs> pulls off somewhere and just stops at a Walmart and gets like three CDs, three or four CDs. And that's what we listened to the whole time. And what he had was he had a CCR's Greatest Hits. Oh, that's a, that's a good one. He had Los Lonely Boys Sacred album. He had a, I don't know if you've heard of Los Lobos, but that's basically like a band that I feel is just extremely underappreciated in terms of like rock history. Like really? if you, if you watch the movie La Bamba, they did the soundtrack. Um, and like the new version of La Bamba that you hear on the radio, that's their version. Um, but like, I mean, my dad is like a super fan. Like I've seen them across the country, like five times, five or six times. Dad is dope because he's a super fan. I've seen him, like a groupie at your concerts like you're oh, yeah. all his kids 
Yeah. Like he sits <laughs> there, bro. Like I, he was like handing out tickets, like enjoy the show. Like you're going to like these guys. I know. Him. <laughs> I'm like this, like he's really a fan of his own kids. And I was sitting there, I was getting a beer and I was like, I think I was going through some like depressing shit, but I was just like, I still have that picture. I think I'm going to post it when I post this. But I was like, man, these these dudes, like, their dad is dope because he's really a fan of something. He really created with his own balls. Like, like, <laughs> <laughs> that, I mean, that's what I'm thinking in my head. But it's so dope, like, as in terms of, like, wow. Like, yeah. what you're explaining, like, his musical, his musical influence in terms of what you were listening to in the house, I could see it being that sincere. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, my my dad really just put the music in our hands, and actually, <laughs> I remember, I remember in the summertime we would like he had a lot of friends, so we would we would go to these parties, and he would he would bring us all along, and then we were the entertainment for the party. Like, wow, and I'm like nine ten years old like i don't even know how to really play guitar so or, i'm just standing or, or just saying standing no you don't know or how to say, say no. no yeah no literally <laughs> no, no choice and it was uh it like he would like tell us to learn these songs and i remember this one time we remember uh do you remember like the the nickelodeon choice kids choice awards the uh-huh. one year that that jack black hosted it I didn't watch them religiously. So you have to understand, I, I was from the hood, man. I ain't had cable. Bro. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I like, if I was over at Auntie's house, if it happened, like I seen it. But I, I don't remember having that I, channel. I'll say that shit. Well, I, all right, growing up, we weren't really allowed to watch TV very often. And it, and, but it just ha- like happened to be that we saw this, like, Jack Black hosted the Kids' Choice Awards, and he did this thing, like Jack Black being Jack Black, where he's doing this a cappella promotion for the Kids' Choice Awards, where he's like, he does the a cappella bass line, and then he does the a cappella melody, and then he does the a cappella, like, verse. And it's the coolest thing. And my dad's like, you guys have to learn this. And have, we you, would, have you seen School of Rock before? Oh, my God. Yeah. I, say. I mean, God. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. One of my favorite. Same, yeah. Jack Black just being Jack Black. Yeah. Like he's super charismatic and he does this thing. And my dad's like, you guys got to learn this. So we, so we all learned separate parts and we practice and practice and practice and practice. And we went to the, we would do this at, we would do this at parties for people. And it was like, I remember just being embarrassed at the time because I was like, this is so dumb. And I, but like looking back on it, it's just like the best memories because like, because that's where we learned it from. That's where we like got our, our, you know, interest in learning songs and being the very best that we can, like at harmonizing, like just find, like being exactly on pitch and like. <laughs> no, like, you, you guys, that, I knew there had to be a story behind it. Because I like so I was listening to Quarter Weather and I like you guys kind of revamped your Spotify because it's not the same things. Like I I get it, you you cleaned it up and made it look better, but I can't find the songs as a fan, sir. And I'm looking (laughs) for certain things. No, you you just put certain certain things that I used to find, I can't find in the same spot. But like I'm listening to you know uh, the middle, and I'm just like these guys were working on this in terms of that 
everybody's pitch being the same. Like that's practice, dude. That's not something I've seen people in church do it immediately. And I don't understand that, but that's the only place I've ever seen it. I've seen people in terms of like open mic nights, they can do it, but it's a song. Everybody knows you can't normally do that with like a song you're trying to create. And that's a whole nother process. And you guys, I could tell from listening to those songs, like, like that, that, that little climb up harmonization mm-hmm. you do in the middle at the end of the song. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, bro. It's like, you guys are a band. Like, I get it. And you can tell, like, what you're what you're saying in terms of your, your childhood and how everything kind of came up and came about. It, it's, it's just kind of amazing, man. Honestly. Jeez, thanks, man. No, I don't know why I, you keep thanking me because I thought you knew this already. <laughs> well, it's like, uh, I don't know. It's like you do something so long that it's kind of like, kind of forget. I, I don't, I'm not even forget. It's just like, I, at this point, like, I'm just so happy that people listen and like people enjoy it. Like that for me, like performing live is, is my favorite thing ever. Like I, I, I genuinely like, don't think that I would be able to do anything else like long-term. Like I, I, I imagine like being older and, and performing on stage, just guys, I I've always just loved the idea of like making people feel good. And that's like, that's all music is. I think that's all. Uh, you know, don't put it down. Cause here's my thing. I'm so happy you were flicking the lighter and I don't have to be the one doing it. Because I'm always the guy, like, in the podcast, like, Dallas, are you flicking the <laughs> I love that noise. I love the ambiance in the background, though. Like, like I do. Like, people, it annoys some people. I'm just like, whenever you, like, whenever you produce music and you're like, okay, where is this sound at? When it, where am I panning this sound to? Um, I need the, and this is crazy. I'm looking at a two-digital screen thinking 3D. And I'm like, okay, I want the hi-hats to sound like they're behind me. You know how hard, mm-hmm. like, sometimes that's hard. So when I'm listening to a podcast, I'm like, oh, there's that sound of his dog barking in the background. I know where it's at. You know what I mean? It's kind of weird. Yeah. Like, and I love that sound. <laughs> yeah, it's fucked up. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucked up. <laughs> Such a weird. Uh, all right, all right, all right. So one, one, qu- one question I want to really ask you. So yep. like writer's block. So I was listening to something. Like I said, I've been on a real Rick Rubin kick. Mm-hmm. And I, I once I started really producing and getting into it, and there's this thing about the success of yourself. Okay. Because I don't care what anybody thinks when it comes to music. People hate Michael Jackson. How? I don't know, but I'm never going to try to impress people because people hate Michael Jackson. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I try to, if I don't hate it, and if I would share it with my friends or I would share it with people I love or, like, somebody I admire, then I think it's good. And then if they like it, it's good to me. Yeah. So sometimes you can get to that point where everybody you know likes the things that you do. Yeah. And you get this block that comes, like, you don't you forget how to... Like you, you went to the first floor, and now you're on the second floor. You're like, oh, these stairs look different. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, it, and some people call that writer's block. Like, but in music, yeah, it's kind of hard. Like, 
So I know me, me and you have sent things back and forth. And how do you get over the like, okay, like I want to make a song. So you wake up and you're like, man, I'm feeling real musical. Like I'm feeling mm-hmm. mad musical, B. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like, I say exactly that. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I'm feeling mad musical, B. Like I want to make some music. I think I think Hamilton's about to come out me today. <laughs> <laughs> but like I, how do you get over like sometimes I don't feel it at all and I have mm-hmm. to force it. You know, force music is I I mean, excuse my language, but it feels like rape. Like like it's just one of the worst feelings. Like forced being forced musically is like, uh, I don't want to do that. Right, 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 right. You can do that to yourself mentally. So like that writer's blog, like how do I find new inspiration like what's inspiring you right now right now um i'm getting back to like like i i've over the years just dove into you know different genres and you know i'm getting back to like the classic like 70s funk like oh my boy like like uh like I'm getting really into like Ray Baron and like I mean there's like bro it's yeah I mean you can dude, go back to Parliament you can go back to James Brown yeah I mean I, mean, I even start I started listening to New Cats so, so like I found this this yeah, they sound super funky to me like super funky but they're like a EDM kind of tra- trap medley band Polyphia oh dude yeah 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 like and I mean you hear like solos. And you hear like their their groove. I mean, they have a groove. Uh, I even been getting into Slayer because I uh, Rick Rubin again, but he was like the drummer has a groove. And I was like, I've never heard a hard metal band have a groove, son. Don't yeah. sit here and tell me to my face. Yeah. And you put them on, he has a like it's it's like a definite groove that he keeps in. It's a pocket, mm-hmm. and if you could and you you try to translate. Okay, so this drummer from Slayer could be in any record, and you're like, yeah, he definitely could. And so now I have an appreciation for it, but uh, yeah. Yeah, dude, like funk, like that, that funky, like, oh man, what was I listening to the other day? And it was just, just like, I mean, D'Angelo is getting into some like, oh dude, just yeah. some funky Game levels. Over. Game I mean, over. Corey Henry. Oh, oh, Corey Henry is honestly, man, like. There was something. That, I, there was something. That I, gospel keyboard is crazy, man. Dude, <laughs> gospel keyboard. I love it. Like he had this. Uh, and you know how they're all doing these master classes now. So yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I seen the post and it was like, join Corey Henry's master class. I was like, don't hurt yourself, kids. Do not, <laughs> do not try that shit at home because I promise you, you will spend a lifetime trying to find out what that dude's doing. Yeah, because. Yeah. I, and the thing I love about Corey Henry is I've never, like, I'm a musician. I understand, you know, Do, Re, Mi, Fa. I don't understand that. I understand sharps and, sharps and flats. I understand minor ninths, minor thirteenths. I understand all that. Everything. I have no clue what that dude's doing on the keyboard. <laughs> and, and, and it disappoints me. Like, it, it really does disappoint me. I even understand the circle of fifths and the circle of fourths. I understand uh, uh, relative minors. <laughs> Yeah. And and I just don't understand how you can go from B flat major to A flat minor to E flat minor, and I'm just like flawlessly like that is a that's like speaking Spanish, 
and then Portuguese to Chinese. And it just doesn't make sense how he does it yeah. so flawlessly, but he does it. Yeah, it, it's it's really, I mean, he he's an anomaly. And I honestly, I, I, my knowledge is, is less extensive than that. Like, I, and yeah, it blows my mind. Obviously, if it blows your mind, it blows my mind. Well, here's my thing. Like, it's so crazy that your knowledge is less than mine because I think that you're better than me. Oh, damn, dude. What? Yeah, I mean, I, no. Isn't that that true musicianship, though? Like, we all give credit to where we think the credit is due? I'm inspired by so many musicians, like, just, and I'm thinking, like, I mean, it's, it's, I think you have to be like that because you're, you're never going to be the best, no matter where you are, who you are, unless you're like, even like the, the, the best that you know are just because you know them, right? Like there's always some dude in the basement that's going to be. Oh, 100%. 100%. So there's no reason to think that, you know, you're on top for whatever reason. Look, look, but, at Tom, look at Tom Morello. Like people think they're the best guitar who have never seen a Rage Against the Machine album. You know what I'm saying? Like people, there's people who don't listen to that kind of music, and they think like, "Oh, I'm so good at guitar." And it's just like, "Have you seen Rage? You know who Tom Morello is? You know who Jimmy Page is?" And it's just like you said, you think such and such is good just because they're in front of you. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah, and you know, you can only so know so much, right? Or so many people, and so I think it's always good to be on the side of like gaining inspiration from whoever you like. Because everybody is everybody's experience is different, so you're just kind of collecting collecting different inspiration. So, if you had to pick one person who's like you're listening to right now, like who's sending you on a pathway to kind of being interested in this again, because it's always a process. Who would that be? <sighs> Man. Um. So crazy. I've been on a I've been on a Steve Lacey kick for a little bit. Okay. Uh Steve Lacey, he's just kind of like a he's just a producer and I don't know if you've you've heard any of his music. He's he's more of like a modern artist, but um I've been really into like the From Compton, California, okay. I mean he yeah, no, he he's he's the shit, man. He's like very tasteful in his music, like his melodies not too not too complicated um he's really like everything's really well balanced which i really love he's you know he's what a producer I, I don't art. mean to cut you, you know, off well you know what i hate right good. now that is really irritating me like you said the non-complexity yeah what's that i i hate that i don't know yeah. why i hate it mm-hmm. but i can't stand like the like one four five mm-hmm. like i can't go one four five no more it doesn't like, yeah. And I need to go back to that. I, I really do need to go back to my Twinkle Twinkle Little Star kind of one four five. Mm-hmm. But it's, yeah, I go in phases too. Like I, I some sometimes like I just need to. I need to listen to like every Jacko album ever to like. I just want it to not make sense because it makes me sure. have to make sense of it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah, I I think uh, I think I go through phases of that too. Like I, I, that's that's normal for especially for a musician, you know. Yeah, yeah. I think that that's the language we speak in terms of just because it it, it is all a lifestyle. 
you know, it is, uh, I think once you commit to being a musician, you commit to a way of life. I'm in the musicianship of, you can't, like, hey, you, you, so you do this, so you better do it. Right. And I practice it and I, I it's just in my blood. But you hear yeah. certain things, like, I hear, sometimes I hear just, like, Stevie Wonder, I'm just like, what is going on? And it's yeah, so, and then, oh yeah. And then sometimes I hear like the most rudimental shit. And I'm just like, how do you make that sound good? Like, like Coldplay blows my mind. Yeah, like Coldplay. I've been there too. Is there, <laughs> is there more of a rudimental band? Like, like okay, so you're playing literal kitty toys, and you're blowing everybody away. And I'm blown away by it too. But how, dude? It's it's, uh, and the reason why, like. I think like I've gotten back to the simplicity of of everything is because like that's not easy. It's not easy to find something that's been done a million times and make it sound like you've heard it for the first that's, time. That's, that's literally the easy. hardest thing to do about it. And that's what dude, I respect that more than more than anything. And I, I grew up listening to like or trying to aspire to be, you know, the best player and like, you know, just like you know, trying to learn the most complex things and and like that just blows my mind every time like the thing about chris uh um oh god i'm gonna chris screw up his name chris martin the thing about chris martin is that he knows it too like he he knows that he's not the most musically talented and honestly he kind of feels like i've seen him i've seen him do interviews and like do jams with uh jacob collier and jacob collier's you know talking, talking about, about jacob these, collier for a second, because oh, I mean, that is I mean, music complexity to another level. He, an absolute genius, <laughs> an absolute genius. And I think, like, I honestly, like, he he is super inspiring because you can tell he's just a genuinely like he just wants to connect with people and wants to share the music experience to as many people as possible. DJ Outro. So right now we're going to play one of the Labra Brothers hits. I hope you like it.
so a lot of music for me has been I mean I can I think it's kind of been uh subconscious. I think it's mm-hmm. it's taken so it's taken music to make me understand that it's subconscious but kind of solving through your issues kind of like pain. When I say pain I don't mean like depression or mental illness or anything like that. It's just like Sometimes have you ever woke have you ever like woken up with a song and you're just like I like why am I singing this song in my head all day oh, yeah. long and it's like a problem I have to solve. But sometimes oh, yeah. that song will relate to something bigger. And that's what I've learned about producing. Like the bigger the problem, the more the issue has been with me producing. Like the yeah. the best times I've had in my life in terms of being able to figure different things out. It's been like, oh, my life is going pretty well. Like when that shit's a problem and I can't get a song out for like two days, like like musically constipated. <laughs> yeah. Like so like how, do you ever have that feeling? Yeah, man. Yeah. Um when I'm super stressed with life in general, that's the first thing to go is my creativeness. So that, you know, I tend to be very drastic when I do things like <laughs> trying to like trying to level it out a little bit. <clears throat> but like when you when you say drastic trying to figure out what do you mean? What do what do you mean? Like I just quit my job because I I just I couldn't stand the thought of like being stressed. So I just kind of let and that's what I mean, like nothing like nothing like you know physically detrimental or like anything like that. Yeah, but yeah, like, no, but I mean normally to you so anything less than physically detrimental is quitting your job. That's the and I, I I just I get exactly what you're saying because like I just took a well I had a whole situation happen, but I was ready to have a job that had less responsibility, had less hours, so I could focus on a thing that helped me be more rebellious. Like help me be sure, against sure, that sure. whole establishment of, mm-hmm. oh, you go to work every day and you do this right. and this is what you do and this is what you're supposed to do. Right, right, right. And then you work towards the the clan of people who do this thing, or there's some other people out here that we watch on TV who didn't do that. Right, right, right. It's just like oh, the obvious option is if you can do that thing that makes you not a robot, you know. That's what I yeah. want to do. If you're talented enough to do it. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. what I think. Like sometimes like some of my, I ain't going to lie to you. Sometimes I can't go to sleep and have a song on my mind. Like if I don't figure it out. Yeah. Like cause sometimes just things don't sound right in that moment of time. Mm-hmm. You can hear the same thing tomorrow to be like, oh man, this is great. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's so, but I will not go. I can't go to bed without understanding. Like, what is that supposed to be? Like, what is it? What, like, why am I sitting here with it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, and I think that's the difference, like, for somebody that, you know, thinks of it as, like, just a cool thing. Like, ah, oh, music is fun. Like, and literally, you know, keeping you up at night. Just be, not because you're mad or stressed, because you just, like, you have that that passion for it. Like, that. that's honestly, you know, that's what. That's what tells me that like you need to do it. Isn't isn't it gorgeous though? Like it's oh yeah. Like if you could paint a picture of what that is, like it wouldn't be blue with a sunny sky. I tell you that shit. No, 
No. And people want to be musicians. And I think a lot of musicianship has gone down the wayside in terms of everybody wants to just make beats. Yeah. I cannot stand a dude. Christian, when I tell you I cannot stand a cat, like, listen to my beat. And you can tell he had an Acer computer, which nothing's wrong with Acer. But <laughs> decent brand, decent brand, decent brand. But do not come to me with your beats. Yeah, which and you didn't have a keyboard, so you did it through like the keyboards, internal keyboard. Like yeah. I mean, I, and I get it, some some records have been made like that. Mm-hmm. But when I talk about music, I'm talking about like, bro. There's a history to it. There is a whole Whitney Houston, Patti LaBelle, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, Chick Corea. Like, there's a whole. There's a whole thing that goes into this. So it's sometimes I get that. I, I'll go listen to like older people who have talked about music, and just hear about their plates. It's just like once you like, sometimes you think you find the success, and then the success finds you, and now you have to go find something else. But you're still successful. Yeah. And it's like, do you really want to search for that? Yes, I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's just a never ending. Uh, it's a never ending struggle, it, it, and it's not even. I mean, it's for something greater, like. Everything for me right now is temporary until, you know, I can do this for a full, you know, full-time gig, like whatever it may be. Like, yeah. I don't think anybody knows when they're starting out, but the thing is to like, just put yourself in the position to be able to do it. Yes. And like, hundred percent. Cause we it's all, not easy. we don't know when it's going to hit. No, 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 no. I, and I firmly believe that, you know, just like forcing yourself to do it. Because you know that it's the only thing that's going to make you know make sense to you in the long run. And I, I think that whole thing, what you're saying, because people think practice. Okay, that's that's very crazy. You say that because I think we're on the same like kind of wavelength. Forcing yourself to do it becomes practice to me mm-hmm. because piano. I'm way past playing my scales in every key. I'm way past playing just songs. Forcing myself to do something when I'm at home on a piano is practice now. Forcing myself to do, just do it. Just get up and do it. Practice, just go over there and put your fingers on the keyboard. Just forcing myself. Sometimes that becomes the hardest thing to do. Mm -hmm. Especially when you get paid to do it sometimes. Yeah. And then, so with the guitar, I picked up a guitar and I found this level of like, Oh, I want to do it. Yeah, cause that's because you suck. <laughs> yeah, and, right, man. And yeah. it's just about finding that thing to push you forward in the. But it all goes towards the same goal. It's it it it's it's different. It's weird. I love it. It's it's just an interesting thing. Like, and I use it for my mental health and solving different problems in life. Like, it's honestly, yeah, man. Yeah, 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 for sure. Like right, <clears throat> right now, I'm trying to get better at producing. So, I bought a Logic class, and I'm sitting here on Logic, like just going through. The, like, I hate school more than anything. Really? I've never. You seem I've, like oh, you'd be like a, a a dope school dude. No, man, I hate it. I I am like I'm that that kid with ADD that just like literally doesn't retain any information and um, is just messing around in class, like. 
<clears throat> just getting in trouble. Like I, I've never. I, I, I love learning. You're, love a, learning. you're a real bass player, <laughs> <laughs> right? You're like a '90s sure. high school like movie bass player. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a cliche, dude. That's, uh, that's it. But I love you. I love you for that reason, though, because those are my favorite. Like Flea. Like those are my favorite. Like cat, like I, like I said, man, he about to thump you to death because it's a bunch of rebellion coming off that fucking five string. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, yeah, I, bro. Here's my thing. This is the reason why I, I know you because you sent me some music one day. I was I was like unloading my stuff and I was just like, it was a couple years ago and I was trying to get back into actually like producing. I was on the fence and you sent me something that inspired me, but I was just like so inspired by you being where you were because the shit you sent me sound nothing like the shit that I hear you and your brothers do. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this cat, hey, I, I was in the parking lot like, oh! <laughs> like, and I think I texted you as soon as I set everything up. Like, yo, this is crazy. I forget what it was. I forget what it was too, but you need to fucking find it because it was, it was definitely worth and I knew you kind of did it on a whim, and I don't think you even knew how good it was, because how good something is musically is all about, all it's subjective until it becomes objective about who likes it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Bro, it was a bunch of like harmonies, and it sounded real, like really original R and B, like not like John B ish, not like uh, huh? Yeah. Oh wait, was it the um? Was that the the song that we came out with? Was it one of? It was. I think it was entitled "Baby Mama" back then. I think you said you were doing it independently. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, I know. I know what it was. Um, it was a song that that Danny and I made. It was just. It just sounded. I don't know. I think. I think the thing I appreciate, and Rick, this should this should just be called Rick Rubin's podcast. <laughs> name dropping. I think that was at least the sixth time. Yeah, something's wrong. Hey, but that, but <laughs> no, something's right, man. Proven <laughs> is like just the holy grail of. But people, dope. so I talked to a dude last night. He was like, he's like, yeah, but Rick Rubin didn't produce that joint. I'm like, no, he didn't produce it. He's like, oh yeah, all they did was call him and say, hey man, does this sound good? And I'm looking at him, I, like I want to look at him and be like. Isn't that the ultimate goal of being the best producer for somebody to call you like, "Hey, is this good enough?" Yeah, is is yeah. like that's what they used to do to him. They used to call, they used to call him and say, "I'm trying to just scream with this my fucking microphone." <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to be like, they used to call him. <laughs> <laughs> they used to call Rick Rubin and say, "Hey, is is this good enough? He said Kanye when he came out with uh Yeezus, which is my favorite Kanye CD of all time. It's they, it's pretty insane. It's yeah. ins- it's insanity. Rick Rubin pointed out, and I just I'm not gonna say that man's name again on my podcast. I promise. <laughs> Rick Rubin's it's worth it. So he he's like he's like, we didn't notice that Yeezus didn't have drums. 90% of the music and you just don't have drums. I'm like, oh my goodness. The dude came <laughs> out with a rap CD that didn't have drums. 
I didn't even notice that, bro. I you go back and listen to it, there's very little drums. All right, so if you had to go to any festival, we're not going to even say whatever festival it would be. Get a festival in your head and say like, oh, "Okay, I'm here." Whether it's you know Burning Man, whether it's Coachella, whether it's Electric Forest, and if you could hear any band, maybe you're on some psychedelics, bro. Who who knows? Whatever you want to do. But what band are you saying? Like, I, this is the band I want to see. Whether you passed, it could be the Beatles. It could be. What band are you at this festival in your in your mind in your place that you want to be? Who who's the band that you're hearing, or who's the artist you're hearing? Oh man, oh that's such a that's such a hard hard question, Dallas. Um, yo, I would love to see Black Sabbath. Ooh, that's that's different. Could you imagine just the the sheer like so like Ozzy in his prime? I so here here's the like, thing. I just started to you gotta understand. I am a kid. I'm from the hood. I might not sound like it, but I'm like I'm from like a neighborhood to where like that was never even an option. I didn't even know who <laughs> Black Sabbath. Like- I didn't know who Black Sabbath was until. Like after the what was the Ozzy Osbourne show this this cat had what was it? Um oh yeah well, like Oz, meet the Osbourne meet the Osbourne yeah yeah I still didn't know who Black Sabbath was. I didn't know who <laughs> Black Sabbath was until bro I think probably like two years ago. I do I'll be honest with you I I didn't get introduced until like four or five years ago. Like, but I think it's more like watching them live, just like, just the whole rock star, like drugged out, like just purely, purely chaotic energy is, I just love that so much. I I think, bro, I think me and you both have that same thing. I think if you're going to, if you're going to, if you're going to be an entertainer as we have talked about there is this whole quality of if you're going to do it do it yeah because this may be the only opportunity you have to do it yeah i'm not gonna lie to you bro like i was a a dj i'm sitting there taking 14 shots every two hours (laughs) you gotta party with these like you gotta be you gotta be ready to do it yeah yeah for sure and that's why i have stories to tell with this shit that's why i know you guys because you have to be alive while the moment's there, and that's the rock star thing, for sure, man. And I, I, I promise I, you, I, I, I think like the moment I saw you, I was like that kid. We say like, you want to be a rock superstar and live large <laughs> in the big house, the five cars. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like that rock star mentality is not that. The rock star thing is like. I didn't know I was DJing for five years until I woke up. I ain't gonna lie to you. Yeah. I woke up one day, it's like, ooh, wow, you've been doing that for five years. And then I did it for two more years, and I was like, okay, wow, this is a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. DJ out. <laughs>